Yo, 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 welcome to the Legacy Talks Podcast. Y'all here with your boy Daryl and my co-host. This your boy Jay Lloyd, and we are here to talk legacy. So if you want to start a legacy, build a legacy, or leave a legacy, let's go. I ain't forget it last time, did I? Nah. You just straight. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Legacy Talk Podcast. How y'all doing? It's Jay Lloyd. It's your boy Daryl, aka Chambers Nation, man. Man, we wanted to dedicate this one podcast for the late great Kobe Bean Bryant, uh, one of the goats, if not the goat of basketball. So we're gonna start off with a eight second moment of silence to honor him. Starting now. All right, y'all. We lost a good one. We lost a legend. Um, caught all of us by storm. Shocked the world. What was your reaction to it, Daryl? Man, well, when I first saw the news, I actually had just walked out of church, and I had just got like I just got some prayer, and my first thought was, man, I need to go back in there and get some more after this one, cause. Like, I ain't believe it. I really just didn't believe it, honestly, because it was TMZ. That was the first thing. That's why I didn't believe it, because it was TMZ. Like, yeah. I mean, TMZ be reliable sometimes, but I feel like they not, like, the most credible source. So, when I seen it from TMZ, I'm like, ah, man, I hope I hope it's, I hope it's false. I hope somebody made this up. I right, hope somebody right. is just playing. I hope this is not really serious. Like... Man, Kobe can't be gone. Right. And, like, instantly, like, man, I, I, I'm i thinking about it. So, as I walk out and I'm thinking these thoughts, then you call me. Oh, man. So, oh. you literally call me as soon as I look at it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. You, so, you seen it right after church? or Literally, before? like. Okay. Like, look, that's right. it. We, we got the camera right there. So, like, literally. Like, yeah. This the door at church. Right. This is me walking out and I'm doing just like this. Oh, and I literally, man. Like, literally, right? Like, as I'm walking out of the, as I'm walking out of church, that's what I see. Man. So, I didn't see it till I got home from church. Lord knew I probably couldn't drive at that moment. <laughs> so, he allowed me to make it home. And I was getting ready to go to the office, matter of fact, and I just look on YouTube, not YouTube, but uh, Instagram. And the first person I seen post something up was uh, Gary V. And it just said, please know, with Kobe face on there. In the heartbreak emoji. In the heartbreak. So I'm like, what, what's going on? This man don't shot somebody? He going to prison? What's up? Like, death was the last thing. That I thought, but then I started looking on the feed. I haven't really seen nothing on there. So then I go to Twitter. I'm like, okay, it'll be trending on Twitter. I really didn't see nothing. Then all of a sudden, rest in peace to the Black Mamba and this, that, the third, and instantly called my mans. I'm like, oh my God, you can't, you cannot be serious. So he was like, yeah, bro, I seen the same thing. Then I asked my little sister, I'm like, man, Lexus, check on that for me. I think my phone tripping. And um, she said, per TMZ Sports, they said that uh, Kobe Bryant died. He 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 cried. He he. Well, we didn't know how he died at first. Like we, I didn't, I didn't care. I just knew that the man died. Then they later said that it was a plane crash or whatever. Um, I was Facetiming this guy, and uh, I mean. 
tears rolling. I'm talking about rolling, rolling stone rolling, and it was it was just it, it was horrible, y'all. Um, yeah, yeah, it, it was tough. It's still tough to even talk about it, you know. I promise y'all, I ain't gonna be crying or nothing like that on camera. Please don't make me. By the way, man, yeah, bro, like it was it was unreal. Like you know, what I'm saying we was having that conversation Sunday, bro. I literally like. I was on my way to Walmart, so I'm on my way to Walmart. You called me. And I get off the phone with you. Then Jamal called me. He FaceTimed me like, man, Kobe, man. And I'm just like, man, I can't believe it. So I'm like, I'm walking around Walmart. Like, I forgot what I came in there to get because I, right. like, I was sitting in such disbelief and disarray. Like, man, like, when I first found like, but, I mean, when I first found out, I did share a couple of tears. But like man, I was just such a in such disbelief. Like when I left Walmart after talking to Jamal about it, bro. Yeah. Man, I went in the car, sat down, and then I got out the car, bro. I went and walked on the side of Walmart. And like you would have thought I was crazy. Cause I was over there like, ah just like just like just trying to let it out. Yeah. I was just trying to let it out in every way I could. Like, man, yeah. I just Yeah. Man, like it was people walking, driving past, me, looking at me. Cra- I I just didn't care, bro. Like it, it hurt so much that I was just trying to get it out in every way I could, and everything I tried, bro, it still didn't. It still didn't sit like it still didn't. Yeah. It didn't do it. it. It was like it was almost like I ain't do nothing, bro, because it was like I was still feeling the same way once I did all of those things. I cried, I yelled. I screamed. I mean, like, nah, bro, yeah. I was literally trying to do anything that I could, and like. All right, cool. And then I'll be like, man, this ain't true. Like, this Kobe is not gone. Right, like, right, right, you know right. What I'm saying? Right. Especially the next day, I woke up. I was like, ooh, please tell me that was a dream. I looked, nope, it wasn't a dream. It was and it was even more posts and headline news on Kobe dying. I know for me, um, I'm pretty comfortable with talking about it. Now, well, you know what, Daryl, let's, let me ask you this, because a lot of people may say, like, I was just basketball fans. I mean, I mean, I understand, you know, okay, you shed a couple tears and stuff like that, but you yelling in the parking lot or Walmart crying out, I'm FaceTiming you and what what was what what was how did Kobe affect your life? Like what what made him what made you connect to him so much that uh made you react like that when you found out those news? Well, you know, some you know they say we should give people their flowers while they're alive, and I was a firm believer in giving Kobe his flowers while he's alive. If anybody know me who close to me, bro, me and you always talk about Kobe. We Man, talk about Kobe, Kobe so many all times, the time. so many references to Kobe because, <laughs> like, you know, I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna, you know, y'all might get tired of this one, but the high school thing, bro, that dedication, that will, that drive that Kobe had, yeah, yeah. bro. What, a part of that, I owe that to him because right. I looked at him and see, and saw him do it, bro. Right. And so I'm like, if Kobe could do that, and this is my favorite player, like I grew up watching this guy. Like It's almost like I grew up with Kobe from yeah. the time that he was coming out of Lower Marion to the time he came in the NBA to the end of his career. Like, bro, yeah. I, watched the, I watched Kobe from... Fro Kobe, the NBA courtside, Kobe Bryant. Right, right, right. You know what right, I'm saying? Right. When you playing the game, like, man, that was all you used to hear because every time I was on courtside, I'm Kobe, Kobe. Kobe. I mean, <laughs> Kobe. I'm shooting, I'm shooting in the basket. Kobe. Kobe. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like he was he was such a part, a vital part of my life that, and he still is, that that's why I hold him to that esteem is because, like, man, bro, I, we watched 
I've watched Kobe. It's watched almost Kobe like all day. It's almost like I'm best friend with Kobe. I ain't, and and I expected to meet him at some point in, in life, but right, that was right, the other thing. Like, man, right. I was like, man, when I meet Kobe, man, that's what got the, me. The greatest things ever, man. Like, man, for real. Yeah, that that one that one hit home for me. I know for me, I was more than a, a, a than a basketball fan. I know you were as well. It was more so we was like mentees of a mentor. You know, uh, Kobe mentality. His it was his mentality. You know, he wanted to be a great he wanted to be uh, like Mike he, he actually wanted to be better than Mike you know and he put that that work ethic in he put that time and dedication in and that's something that we we decide to do each and every day make sure we give it our all and so uh, that's what connected me to Kobe so well because of his his work ethic uh, if you guys have been following us for a while you know uh, one of the things that we've been working we've worked hard to do is getting on top 10 in high school. That was one of the, the clearest moments of just laser focus, focusedness. And Kobe had it. He, he was extremely focused. I mean, he had a family. He had this going, that going. But at the end of the day, this man wanted to be the best basketball player in the world. And he put every ounce of his energy blood sweat and tears into making that happen and so that's what connected that's what connected me so well with kobe so daryl favorite kobe quotes what's your favorite kobe quotes man all right all right yeah before we get into the kobe quotes i want to uh just talk about one more instance of when you know what i'm saying me and you use kobe like yeah summer 2015 bro when me and you had that synergy, and we're going to talk about this on the future episode, but when we yeah. just wrap it up a little bit. So, when we had that synergy, like, we was on the same accord, bro. I, I, yeah, I, feel I like, remember. You know I remember. We was that on was the same 14. That was 14. Oh, sorry. Yeah, 14, 14, yeah. yeah. I graduated 15. Yeah, 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 yeah. My, yeah, yeah, my, yeah, yeah. my, my bad, you know, it had been a half a decade. So, over a half a decade. That's so, you crazy know, to even <laughs> say that. Don't say that no more, bro. <laughs> Brother Filler, oh, you know what I'm saying? Hey, like, <laughs> don't say that. One. 2014, 2014. So like, we were just on the same accord, bro. Like he was working out, he was going to class, I was going to class, I was working out, and that was the beginning of when we started to use audio books and when we started to use, yeah, well, not for him. Right, you know, he been he been on audio books. No, nah, that, nah, that was my first one. Uh, okay. Willpower. Yeah, that's when we did willpower. Well, look, yeah. right, that's when I started getting into the audio books and I started getting into that, those things heavily. But the fact that me and him was doing the same thing, even though we was on separate paths, but we were doing the same thing, that energy coming together, yeah. that's what made us be able to drive and have that will, yeah. power to be able to do those things just like what Kobe did. Right, right. And then, let me ask you this since you brought that up, because I remember vividly he had an interesting roommate at the time, too. Oh, <laughs> uh, man, well, you know. Uh, distractions, the, right? I mean, yeah, <laughs> distractions, but we can look at the roommate almost like, uh, no disrespect, but you remember when Dwight Howard came to the Lakers the first time? Oh, yeah. Oh, so, yeah. What happened when he came to the Lakers the first time? What, it didn't what, work what, out because Kobe said he was soft. But that yeah. didn't stop Kobe from still being Kobe. That didn't right, stop him from right, still right, having right, that wheel right. and that drive and going out to win a championship. Like, Kobe I forgot, was, man. Dwight was over there. Yeah, he was. Look, look, look what, what Lil Wayne saying that this, but I don't, I don't recall that. I, I, I don't recall. <laughs> Dwight, Dwight, it's good that I don't recall that. But so, but, but to to your point, like we, I, my roommate, yeah, he was on another type of energy, but I didn't allow his energy to affect what. I, the energy that me and you had, that synergy, bro, it was way stronger than the little thing that he was trying to do, and he was trying to. 
I, I wasn't even focused on it, bro. I had my yeah, vision yeah, yeah, was yeah, my yeah. vision was so strong. Besides what I was trying to get, I didn't care about him and what you know. what I'm saying what he was doing. You know what? I I mean we 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 talked about it a little bit, but we ain't, I ain't put too much energy into it. I put the energy on the things that I wanted to be able to control. Like I can't control that. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I know for me because I was actually staying over there uh, for the summer. It actually pushed me to go harder. You know, it made me go harder. You know, because I knew it was other people like that that was actually close that mm. that was just like that, mm. and it made it it it, it affected me. I'm it's not interested. Interesting. It affected you say me. That. <laughs> it pissed me off. I was like, okay, I bet I'm going even harder. You know, I'm going even harder, and that's how man, that's how Kobe was, man. All right, so we we did say, uh, you know, we're gonna get into the quotes now. So I did say <laughs> three quotes. You know what I'm saying? I ain't, I'm going to hold myself to the three as much as possible. But uh, <laughs> So, I'm going to start with the first quote. Um, and so, Kobe Bryant said in this quote, My brain, it cannot process failure. It will not process failure. Because if I sit there and have to face myself and tell myself, you're a failure, I think that's almost worse than death. Mm-hmm. Mm. And so, I really resonate with that quote because Worse than death. I can go back and flash back to when I was at the University of Illinois. And everybody who know I was there, if you don't know, I never got into the electrical engineering major, but I was taking all of the classes. Right. And so, when they told me you got two options to transfer or to stay at the school and switch your major, mm. I couldn't. With I couldn't I couldn't do it, bro. I couldn't. I tried. Like I tried. Like I, I looked at the other major, which was technical systems management. Yeah. And when I went to the department head, I was asking God for a sign. And the department head, he was just, bro. My man's was quite, quite, quite simply, man. He he was a dick. And so I just took that as a sign of this. That's not for me. Right, right. It's right, not for right, me right, to stay right, there. Right. But the other thing is that when. When I was looking at it, when I was looking at transferring or switching majors, right, i i couldn't I couldn't bring myself to switch majors because I felt like I hadn't fully gave my all to the engineering major, and if I gave uh, my all to the engineering major, I couldn't fail. Yeah, yeah, like I I wouldn't be able to fail. I wouldn't be able to fail because. I knew that that drive and that determination that I had would be able to wheel my way through that thing and be able to get it done. And when I transferred and kept the same major, I did exactly that. So that's why I couldn't, I couldn't do it. And, and that's why I said, like, with, with that Kobe quote, like, me doing that and staying at that school would be like me quitting on myself. Got you. And I couldn't, I just couldn't bring myself to do that. Yeah. Man. So what's so what's one of your quotes though, man? <laughs> man, let me tell y'all. Let me let me tell y'all. So Kobe got a uh, interesting quote. <laughs> I never heard this one before. But look, I'm team building as well, so this I might get this quote tatted on me. But he was like he said that um don't tell me how rough the water is, just bring the boat in. Mm. And when I heard that quote, initially I started laughing because the way he said, he was like, look, I don't care about your story. I don't care. Because he was talking about uh, uh, one of the things that he struggled with was uh, his empathy 
uh, for his players and, and, and making sure that they all good. He, he, he couldn't understand how people would allow outside components affect what they're doing uh, on their craft, how they work in their craft. And so he was like, look, I don't care how hard, how, how rough the water is, just bring the boat in. And so <laughs> it resonated with me because, no, that's true. Like, life life is good. It got its ups. It got its downs. It got its goods. It's got its not-so-goods and learning experiences. Uh, and with that, it's like we're able to grow each and every time we're able to have no excuses and that's what i got like no excuses i feel like you know a, a close relative or somebody could have could have passed away in his his family he was still working out that day and he'd be taking and, it out all on that court and he'd be taking it all out in the workout he'd be taking it out uh on, on other people his opponents uh, on the the game itself, and I got a story on that uh, <laughs> coming up with MJ, because you know MJ was a hole. That man didn't care. He told Kobe some stuff. <laughs> Kobe got that man. He, on that man, one. he was a psycho, man. Real talk. Kobe was the wrong one to play with. That's why he was the black mamba. What was your second quote, man? Uh, let's see, man. Let's see. Ooh. I have nothing in common with lazy people who blame others for their lack of success. Great things come from hard work and perseverance. No excuses. Mm, yep, we just talked about that no one. No excuses. <laughs> <laughs> so, the reason why I resonate with that quote, because I'm a firm believer in accountability. I'm a firm believer in you are in control of your life. No matter what position that you're put in, you yeah. have the ability to be able to change that position. And we talked about this in the visualization episode because when you're at a point where you're not where you want to be, you can start to visualize yourself where you want to be and start to back back engineer that vision from the end right. all the way back to the start and just start to work your way towards it. So, man, that's why I resonate with that quote because I feel like you can't you can blame other people for what's happening in your life, but mm -hmm. as you start to blame other people for what's happening in your life, you have no control over the change that the change the result of what's happening in your life until you accept responsibility for what's happening in your life. And the quicker you do that, the quicker you'll be able to make that change and then the more effective you can make your life. Yeah, that was that's a good one. I, I love that one, especially the the second part of that, no excuses. Uh, the second quote. Of course, that you I love had, that. Oh my God, no <laughs> excuses, man, no excuses. You know, uh, the second quote that I love uh, that Kobe said was, "This was interesting. I'm not here to be a good teammate. I'm I'm here to help you win championships." Mm. And I listened. I looked at that one, and I was like, "Yep, that was Kobe." That was Kobe all day because you would look at a good teammate and you would say, oh, pass the ball. And, you, you know, Kobe was known for not passing the ball. ball. And, 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 I, <laughs> and he actually said why he didn't pass the ball to, like, Shaq. The, I mean, the infamous, most dominant player in ever, Shaq. Like, Shaq was like the Debo of basketball <laughs> that man i seen the man elbow somebody right out the way and then duck on them teabag them and push them that was disrespectful man i was so disrespectful. <laughs> I, whoever whoever that that happened to look i would retire that day after that that's evening of that happening my kids would not see me in that line like mm -mm. well i guess it was too late because it happened already but that <laughs> quote resonated so well because he didn't care about being liked 
being loved. He wanted respect and he wanted dedication to win championships. By any means necessary, the man was going to uh, do whatever it took to win championships. I remember him saying, all I want to do is win. If that includes me sitting on the bench, I'll do that. If that includes me being a water boy and passing, I will do that. If I got to score 60 points, I'll do whatever I need to do to win. So that was a real good one because a lot of people get so caught up with, I just I want to be good. I want to be a good teammate, you know. This man wanted to win championships, and he was like, put all that other stuff aside. I'm not here to be a good teammate. I'm here to help you win championships. So that one resonated a lot with me. Okay. My last one, man, whew. I, this is exactly why I say this one for last. If you're afraid to fail, then you're probably going to fail. <laughs> mm. Mm. Just let that one resonate. Uh, that one don't require no explanation. Let it marinate. <laughs> that one don't require no explanation. And that's a good one. <laughs> if you're afraid to fail, you're going to fail. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> Man. But, yeah, I, 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 I guess we can expand on that one. Oh, you got bit. to. So, what he's saying is by focusing on not failing, you're what you're going to do is attract that to you. Law of attraction. That's pretty 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 straightforward yeah that is that that is that is uh that actually go with my last quote uh as far as focus um he said rest at the end not in the middle what makes people rest in the middle they get tired they see they're about to fail. They try to hurry up and get out before they fail, but not realizing you failed because you got out before you failed. Now you really failed. Uh, they they gave up because of whatever it is. He said, rest at the end, not in the middle. And so he made a, I, I could vaguely remember, but he had made an example uh, because the guy was asking him, well, how, how did, I mean, it explains why you, um, kept playing through injuries and stuff like that. But it was this one injury in particular that, that resonated with me. Like, this man is just ridiculous. And that's when he, he tore, I think it was right, his right uh, index finger or whatever. He tore the ligaments in it or whatever. Now, anybody else would have got carried off the court, even though it was a finger. They would have got carried off the court, and they would have uh, 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 went to the emergency room. What Kobe do? This man wrapped his finger up, and he continued to play, and he was dogging. And so that really resonated with me because he was like, it don't matter the pain. It don't matter none of that. He was like, you got to do what you got to do. The guy asked him, how did you mentally get through that? He was like, well, it's simple. He said, think about as a parent, you you tore your hamstring, you you tore ligament in your hamstring, you ruptured your hamstring, you can't walk, you can't move, or nothing like that. And you can only, you know, sit down a certain way, all that. He was like, imagine uh, your house is on fire and your kids is upstairs. He was like, well, do you think you're going to think about that injury? He was like, no. You're going to get up, you're going to run. Like, you're perfectly fine. You're going to be running to and go and save your kids. So he said... That's how intense he was with his thought process when it came to his craft, when it came to the game, and when it came to uh, making sure he was there for his teammates. So rest at the end, not the middle. 
So that that's our three quotes, man. That was that was good. That was good right now. And we could go on. I mean, it's so many quotes. Yeah, and, I, and I think the other reason too is just because we got time. Or that's that's our thought process. Uh, our thought process is really that we got time. We got time. We got time. Mm. But the thing is that the clock been started already. Like the thing about it that's different than sports, that's different than all of everything that else you got going on in life is we see the clock running, but we don't know when the clock gonna stop. Yeah, we don't know when that clock gonna stop. Since right. we don't know when the clock gonna stop, we gotta operate the same re- the same way that Kobe just said in that quote. We gotta operate because we can rest at the end when everything is done. But if we yeah. rest in between, that's failure. You automatically fail. Yeah, I, I seen a quote on Twitter that said the mo- the the most common mistake we make as human beings is thinking we got more time. Thinking we have more time, and Kobe Bryant's death really proved like you just don't know. And what's crazy is uh, he passed away on the 26th. I read Proverbs. Uh, <clears throat> I don't know if y'all are spiritual. Uh, even if you're not, you should read Proverbs uh, in the good book. Uh, it's, it's a lot of wisdom just to life in general. Uh, but I read a chapter a day, and on the 27th day, I read the 27th chapter, and it said, do not... Do not boast about what you're going to do tomorrow, for you know not what the day may bring forth. And that that made me emotional, you know, especially it being a day after Kobe's death. So, man, Daryl definitely right, man. Like, you don't know when that that clock is going to run out. All you see is it's running. So make sure you're running with the clock. All right, yeah. So we're going to get into the last segment, man, which is our favorite Kobe story slash oh, Kobe man. moments. Oh man, <clears throat> man, him last... dunking on Dwight. Him. <laughs> man, look, I think I think one that you forget is the uh, let's let's touch on this. Let's both touch on this one. Uh huh. The Achilles injury. The Achilles Ooh, injury. Let's let's say that one for last. Let's make that one last, bro. Oh, let's make yeah. that one last because that 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 was that within itself was. Mm. I teared hey, up on that one. Hey, he 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 a dog for that. He a dog for that. Yeah. So I'm gonna start with the uh, I'm gonna start with the Jay Williams one, with Jay Williams story. <laughs> so uh, Kobe <laughs> was going against Jay Williams team one 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 day he was going against their team, and so Kobe was in the gym working out before the game. He in there sweating. He had been in there like two or three hours already, and so Jay Williams come in the gym. And then Jay Williams come in there, he's like, what's up, Kobe? Then he he get his workout in or whatever like that. And so Jay Williams, he finish up. And when he finish up, Kobe Bryant still out there working like as if he just got started. <laughs> yeah. Like, he's still out there working yeah. as if he just got started. What was Jay Williams' thought process, though? Don't forget that piece. What did this man think that he was going to do? Mm, I don't know. We gonna he, was gonna, he was going to outwork the man. He was going to outwork Kobe. I was going to get there. <laughs> but this is what Kobe. This is what Kobe told Jay Williams verbatim. I wanted you to know that it doesn't matter how hard you work. That I'm willing to work harder than you. That's why he stayed in there. After Jay Williams was done, Jay Williams came in there after him, finished his workout, left. Kobe still in there sweating, getting it in yeah. for another two to three hours just because Jay Williams came in yeah. there and he wanted to let him know that you will not outwork me. That was deep because I'm sure Jay Williams didn't go over there and say, hey, Kobe, Kobe I'm, I'm, I'm going, how long you been in here too? I, 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 
I'm going to outwork you. I just want you to know. I think Jay Williams secretly was like, I'm going to, I'm going to outwork Kobe in this gym today. And Kobe went forward. And he was like, no, you won't. <laughs> it ain't going to happen. Because he was, I mean, Kobe was... Look like he is about to be done working out. Until he was. Y'all ever been on the treadmill? I know this happened to me a couple times. I'm on the treadmill going, and then somebody next to me going or whatever, and I just inst- instantly getting a, a, a secret competition with them. I see them checking my treadmill a couple times. I was supposed to bend off, but I don't read a, a, a couple miles more because this person won't get off the treadmill. I'm like, I'm not getting off the treadmill. You got to get off first. <laughs> It was a lady that did that. <laughs> and then she, so when she, when she got off, I was still on for like five, ten more minutes. Then when I got off, I'm going to get my towel and everything, uh, my paper towels or whatever to wipe the machine off. And she was like, I was trying to, out, I was trying to outrun you. You wouldn't let me outrun you. I'm like, really? <laughs> In my head, I knew it though. I knew it. I'm like, nah, you ain't finna outrun me. Because when I run fast, she run fast. When I jog, she jog. I wasn't going for that. I couldn't go for that, y'all. So, yeah, that was a good story. That was a real good story. <laughs> one of the... One of the... Um... Uh... Alright, so, man, the second... Man, the second uh, Kobe story, or my first Kobe story y'all want to talk about was uh, the infamous him against the GOAT. The original goat, the OG, original <laughs> Michael Jordan. Mike was known for being an a hole for real. Like he he get under your skin, piss you off, do whatever he need to do. He didn't care, and he and he knew if he said something crazy to Kobe, Kobe would come back and you know uh, hunt him. And Michael Jordan said to Kobe. Uh, they had went against them, and uh, the the uh, Wizards actually won that game. And Mike came up to Kobe. He was like, hit, hit him on the butt. Was like, good game. He was like, you could put the shoes on, but you'll never fill them. Mm. Mm. I don't know what possessed Mike to say such a thing, knowing you got to play them again. They said for two weeks straight. Kobe talked to no one. <laughs> he ain't talked to the team at all. <laughs> Derek Fisher like, yo, Kobe, you good? He ain't say nothing. Like, they went to Phil Jackson like, is he is he mad at us? And he was like, well, not you guys. He's pissed with Michael Jordan. What Mike say? Well, he said he'd never be like be like him or be better than him. He should just stop. It ain't gonna happen. And instantly, the whole team knew what was about to go down. They knew. They knew. It was like, okay, when do we play the with? Oh, okay. So they already knew. Kobe didn't have to say nothing. They already knew. And as soon as when the game got started. Mike, he started off. He started off. But then Kobe, I mean, he aired him out. Aired the whole Wizards out. I mean, just aired him out. I never seen nobody die from air bullets after the real bullets hit, but aired him out. <laughs> this man had 42 points in the first half. 42 in the first half. 55 for the game. Blew them out. I mean, blew them out. And... That's when, in my opinion, Mike 
passed the torch to Kobe or better yet, Kobe took the torch <laughs> from Mike. I don't think Mike was Mike wasn't a passer either. He didn't pass the ball. <laughs> you gotta take the torch. And Kobe took it in that game. So that's that's my that's one of the uh Kobe moments I like. Man, so my <clears throat> my second one. I w- man, my second one. Uh uh man. We gonna go with the Phoenix Suns. Mm. We gonna go with the Phoenix Suns. Mm. I mean, Kobe is a yeah. dog. Like the year that year, the Phoenix Suns, they were they were a good team. Like Steve Nash, you know, he was doing his thing. You know what I'm saying? But Kobe, my God, my God! Oh, if man. you watch that fourth, if you just watched the fourth quarter, yeah, Kobe in that game, he yeah. literally annihilated them. And within the last. Ten seconds of the game, Kobe gets the ball, mm. backed up, gets the ball, turned around, crosses him over, and hits the shot at the free throw line for the game winner. Then he runs, ha! That's when he snatched his jersey, like right, 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 right. Like Kobe, really, man, he he really he he did his thing that game. And the reason why that's one of my favorite moments is because he literally took the game mm-hmm. and put it all in his hands and said, "We gonna win." On literally my will, we're gonna win just because I have that will yeah. to win. It wasn't that, and I'm not saying like the Phoenix Suns. If you look on paper, they probably were a better team. Yeah, but the Lakers, Kobe, he just had that will about him. He 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 just had it about him. Like you wasn't you weren't gonna beat them, and they didn't beat them. The other thing too with that story is like, if you think about it, man, Steve Nash. The year he won the MVP, oh, ah, he shouldn't have won the MVP. Oh, so, you know, Kobe, he definitely had a chip, too, because Kobe should have had two, at least two MVPs, yeah, man. Yeah. But they robbed my boy. Yeah. But it's all good because Kobe came in that game and got his. Yeah, yeah, he definitely <laughs> did, yeah. Steve Nash did good that year. Not, not to take nothing from him, but, but Kobe is, is Kobe, right? Uh, the second one I want to talk about, we kind of both can talk about this one, is that man – Last game, Ooh. that man. Last game, uh, I, I found it kind of interesting. In one of Kobe's another Kobe quote, he said that uh, his father um, had told him. Well, let me set it up. Kobe was in this league in Philadelphia. Uh, all the greats was in it. Uh, I don't know all of them, but I remember him saying Wilt Chamberlain was in it and some other greats. Uh, was in this league when you know when they was up and coming, up and rising, and Kobe was in this league, and the man didn't score not a point, mm. not a point, zero point zero. The interviewer was like, "Did you, did did you, was you playing?" <laughs> like, yeah, I was playing. <laughs> or the kids older than you? No, they wasn't. How did you not score a point? It's terrible. That's what he said. He was terrible, and his father and he was crying about it. He was crying about it, and uh, and his father saw him and said, "Hey, listen, Kobe. Um, no matter if you you know score zero or sixty, I will still love you regardless." And Kobe said that gave him the utmost confidence that he needed to be able to fail, fail for, fail for, and and he had that confidence. And because of his father saying that, it helped him. Just move forward and not even think of it. But I bring that up because Kobe scored 60 in his last game. And the man was like, I hear what you're saying, Pops, but 
screw that. I want to score 60. I'm going out <laughs> with a bang, boy. And this man scored 60 points. And they was they was finna lose that game, too. They were. Oh, my God. Man, they was not trying to let them win that they game. They wasn't. They was not trying they to let them win. They was finna lose. Y'all, if y'all didn't check that game out, check you could just check out the highlights. Uh, the Lakers was down pretty much the whole game. Like, it was a miracle, literally a miracle that they came back. Like, the crowd was kind of out of it because in the beginning because it was it was like a blowout. It was it was it was pretty much a blowout. And I know where Kobe caught fire. Matter of fact, the first uh, a couple minutes of the game, maybe five six minutes of the game, Kobe could not score a bucket. It was like a lid was on the top on the rim. Like he couldn't score. And then he scored his first point. Crowd went crazy. And uh, next thing we know, third quarter hit. They was just chipping away at the lead a little bit. Fourth quarter came. It was still kind of like a blowout or whatever. But they ended up uh, uh, getting close. And then the crowd got back into it like, wait a minute. We might be able to win. And Kobe came through and and, and won, won the game for him. It was Man, it was so crazy. That was that was the best way to go out of a season. I remember them asking Kobe about that game, though. And they asked him, like, wow, you just scored 60 in your last game. How you feel? Well, it wasn't a championship, but <laughs> <laughs> he had to throw that one in there. <laughs> you know, that's light work, man. It ain't the chip. We was just playing. We ain't even make the playoffs. Like that was that was that was that was a, one of the highlights. Look, I think that put like the stamp on Kobe's career. Like certified. I mean, the, the man been certified, verified, hey, all that. Hey, <laughs> he he was certified. It was that, and then it was the Achilles game. Oh man, talk about it. Nah, we gonna let you talk. talk we gonna let you talk oh, about that. Man. Don't hear talk about. Don't hear real that one in, man. So. <laughs> The Lakers, I forgot what year that was. I think it was, I forgot what year it was, but um, they was fighting for the playoffs. It was either 2013 or 14 or whatever. They was fighting for the playoffs, and they actually wasn't about to make the playoffs. They really needed that game. And this is when the Warriors was, like, up and coming to the Warriors. Like, going against the Warriors was almost like going up against just a dream team within itself, an all-star team, because you had Klay Thompson, you had Draymond and Steph Curry, and uh, it, it, it was it was a tough one. Everybody was like, I don't know. Kobe did everything that he could, y'all. And I remember him, uh, he was actually injured that game, like uh, during the game. He wasn't injured going in, I don't think, but uh, it was one play he went up for a layup and extended his knee, and he ran down the other side of the court trying to get his knee back. Then he went back up for another layup, twisted his ankle. I mean, it was, man, it was a rough game. That was a rough game, bro. But they ended up um, catching back up um, off of Kobe's will. And, of course, not to take away from the other team uh, or from Kobe's team because it, it takes five people to, to win the game. Uh, Kobe's will just really helped them uh, win that game, but Kobe took over. He was taking over in the fourth quarter, and then the infamous play. He said, "I did that 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 move thousands of times. Ran with the ball. I, it looked like he was gonna go for the layup or something, and he fell down. They called a foul 
and he immediately grabbed his his foot, and you could tell like Kobe is he's a beast within him, himself, and you could tell something was wrong. You could tell something was wrong. It took him a little minute to get up. He got up and actually walked to the bench. And then he walked back. I don't know if he walked to the bench or to the locker room and came back. I'm not sure. But the simple fact that he tore his Achilles and walked to the sideline. Pretty much no help. I mean, they assisted him, but he wasn't being carried out. I've seen LeBron a couple times. Not to come at LeBron. I love LeBron, but my man's got carried out with them leg cramps. It's a picture I'm thinking about, too, that was hilarious. But the man came back. After his injury, y'all, hit two critical free throws that they needed. It was to tie the game up, too. But he couldn't continue. He couldn't continue. And you could see in his face, he was pissed off. Sad, mad, everything. You've seen it all on his face. He wanted to win that game for them so bad, but he had to pass at that point, he had to rely on his teammates because uh, his heart was so big, uh, his body couldn't keep up. And he was in his later years and, and, and going into retirement in a few years or so. So it wasn't like he was young, but his team got that vibe, got that, that same energy and took the same approach. And with a Kobe-less team, Beat the Warriors and made the playoffs. That was big. What was your reaction to it? I mean, my reaction at the time, I was like, I was pissed off. Oh, but man. like when he, I was pissed off when he was holding when he's holding the foot, bro. I'm like, oh yeah. I was pissed off, but when he came to the line, and he hit the free throws, and just looking at the pain in his face and him being able to just to walk to the line and do that. And then I had to go and look up like Achilles injuries, and right, I went and looked right. up the injuries, and I went and looked up, and it was like nobody walks on Achilles injury when they when they do that. I'm like, oh, he, a, hey, that we already knew he's a different type of monster. But I'm like, this dude is, man, yeah, ain't, ain't nobody gonna stop him. And that's when really I started to think about that mentality, that Mamba mentality, because yeah, man, I could talk about. We could talk about his dedication. I could talk about his will. I could talk about all of that, but all of that encompasses the Mamba mentality. Yeah. Like, yeah. all of that encompasses the Mamba mentality. Right. And that's when, I, when I'm like, if Kobe can do something like that with that type of injury. Right. And, and that type of pain, man, bro, just watching that made me feel like I can I can do anything. If, I, oh, if I'm watching goodness. Kobe Bryant do that, watching that made me feel like, man, yeah. I could do anything. And I had yeah. injuries before, too. I'm like, man, I had injuries, too. And I, hey, like, I, I remember in the race, in one race I did uh, running cross country, I mean, I was literally, like, in tears crying the whole entire race. Mm. All my coaches telling me to stop. This is my junior year of high school. They telling me, stop running, stop running. And I just would not do it. And mm. I collapsed when I... As soon as I went over the finish line, I collapsed. They had to pick me up and carry me. <laughs> like, they Man. literally had to pick me up. I was in that much you pain. But all you got, though. I just, I couldn't do it because I never stopped in the race. And I said, no matter how bad that I'm hurting right now, I'm not going to do it. 
rest at the end and not the middle, huh? Oh, yeah. Man. Oh, yeah. Man, Daryl could have came up with that quote. <laughs> he did in actions. <laughs> man, but I only did that because I, I was like, man, this ain't, I know I, I was in a lot of pain. Like, Yeah. Man, I'm yeah. talking about cross country is a 5K. So I'm crying for maybe two and a half miles. Oh, man. How uh how many miles is 5K for the people that don't know what that the is? 3.1 miles. Okay. 3.1. That was actually for me. I ain't know. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, man, that, so that mentality, I, I I took some of that from Kobe, like having it to be able to do that, like, because that's, that's essentially like the same thing he did except he didn't, hey, hey he, he was a little bit more beastier, but, hey, I was able to take some and learn from that to apply to my life. So that mentality, I took it. There, as far as running, then I took it in the classroom, and I started to apply it to every aspect of my life, like having that Mamba mentality and going at it and wanting to be the best at it and going yeah. after it with every single ounce that's in my body. Right, 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 right. That's, so what man. What do what does Mamba mentality mean to you? Mamba mentality. I would say it's not long and drawn out either. Two things. Give it all you got and no excuses. I mean, it pretty much sums up what Kobe did. <laughs> hey, yeah, pretty pretty much do. That, that sums up pretty much everything. Yeah. And so we're gonna we gonna we're gonna wrap this one up, but I wanna talk about well one more area. Before we wrap it up, so with that same Mamba mentality, not only was Kobe able to create a mentality and create a movement behind that, everything, Black Mamba, Mamba mentality, Yeah. his daughter, oh, his man. daughter Gianna, her nickname was Mamba Sita, and she had the same mentality that he had. And Kobe started to go to the WNBA games. Kobe started to make sure his voice was heard in the WNBA, in the women's space for basketball because he knew what his yeah. daughter wanted to do. And when people would say, man, you, sh you should have had a son, his daughter would be right there with him because she was literally yeah. on his hip everywhere he yeah. went. She was with him. She would say, oh, I, I, I am the legacy. I'm going to continue the legacy. He don't need to right. have no boy. Right, right, And that's right. that same Mamba mentality he had. Not only was, like I said, he was able to have it himself, but he was able to take it and with the legacy, pass it on to his daughter. Yeah, and that, man, that was, mm, it's still touching. That that one was sad within itself that she was on that helicopter as well. You know, and rest in peace to um, the, the other um, individuals who was on that helicopter along with Kobe. Uh, I know Kobe... You know him being a legend overshadowed uh, those individuals, but at the end of the day, they lost their lives as well. You know, somebody somebody lost a mom, somebody lost a dad, some kids was lost. You know, so we want to definitely pay respect to them as well. But Gigi, man, that was one, another thing we was talking about. We was like, man, Kobe ain't had no son. Then we was like, well. There was one that was going to carry that legacy. I didn't know her name. I knew who she was, though. I ain't. That was before we found out that she was on and there. And when we found out she was on there, too, it was, it, man, they, the whole situation was just heartbreaking. She had the same mentality 
uh, as Kobe. As a matter of fact, if I'm not mistaken, Daryl, correct me if I'm wrong, Gigi was the one that pushed him to write that book. It was a book that he wrote. Oh uh, yeah, no, 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 not the book. It was um, Dear Basketball, the the script he was writing in. She was twelve at the time, and she pretty much—I forgot how she said it—but she pretty much told Kobe, like, "You remember how did he? How did he put that?" No, that because you was telling me. So he, he, she pretty much told him, "You need to, you need to grow up, put your big boy pants on, and write that script. <laughs> no excuses." <laughs> and he was like, "That's coming from a twelve-year-old girl, <laughs> a girl." <laughs> And it pushed him to do it. He ended up winning an Oscar for Dear Basketball. So that was definitely, definitely uh, sad. But nevertheless, um, legends never die. We're, he'll always be talked about. He left a legacy. And in this podcast, if you stuck it through with us, we appreciate you for sticking it through. But at the same time, uh, you want to give yourself a round of applause and a pat on the back because this definitely... Uh, some key information that we all can apply to life and uh, be a force a, a force to be reckoned with in our own field. We, we won't be Kobe Bryant on the basketball court, but maybe there's a doctor out there, a lawyer, or somebody that write music, or somebody that's an actress, actor, or musician, or speaker, public speaking, uh, uh, anything. We all can have that type of mentality and our respected feels and get it done. So if you ain't got nothing else, Daryl, that's man. all I got, man. Mamba mentality. I, that's what man. I was just gonna say, man. Just take that, <laughs> take that mamba mentality with you in every aspect of your life. And make sure, man, you leaving that legacy. Make sure that you continuing on the yes. legacy of of your family, of your friends, of everybody that you know, and make sure you live in every day like it's your last day. That means yeah. making the best of every single day and yeah. doing what you need to do, walking in your purpose and your destiny. That's it, man. And no excuses, baby. No excuses. So let's get it done, man. Appreciate y'all. It's your boy, Justin Lloyd. It's your boy, Daryl, a.k.a. Chambers Nation, man. It's been another episode of the Legacy Talks Podcast. Yes, and Mamba out. Rest in peace. Gotta do is convey with me. I promise I can't fulfill your fantasy. Beauty out this word, I swear you're touching another side of me. Especially when you're next to me. Ha. Excessively thinking how this was meant to be. <laughs>